Blog Talk Radio. And now, from the worldwide headquarters in New Bedford, Massachusetts, streaming around the internet on Blog Talk Radio, it's the Wrestling Outsiders Podcast with your hosts, Emerson and Brian Whitner. Diabetes. 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 I was losing my ice cream. I was losing my apple pie. I was getting up every 15 or 20 minutes all through the night. I lost all my apple pie. I was scared. Wasn't afraid to die. I was scared. I might have to live a long time feeling like I felt diabetes. And I really wasn't interested in that. Diabetes. I had an unquenchable thirst. See if I'm not right. Diabetes. I was scared to death. I was experiencing symptoms that were strained. Diabetes. I'll start when I was first diagnosed. Diabetes. So finally, at the urging of the ones who love me the most, Wilfred, if you want to get better, the faster you'll get better and the better you'll feel. And ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly the way it's been. Through the years, the better I feel. And I've slipped up, the better I feel. And I've eaten my family uh, diabetes. And I do my doctor diabetes. But I want to tell you, I do feel better diabetes. My best friend and partner, Dick Richards, diabetes. Liberty Medical is a company that's staffed with people, diabetics. And it is a dilemma. When you're first diagnosed, I was scared. I like to say we will, we will. Uh, there are so many new ways for you to treat your diabetes. There are people, more people, obey these simple rules. Diabetes. Uh, I promise you, diabetes. Uh, I'm surrounded by diabetes. Thanks for your time. Have a good diabetes. <laughs> and welcome to a brand new edition of the Wrestling Outsiders podcast. I am your host, the one and only Emerson Whitner, joined as always by the only person who will ask me, who is Andre the Giant, my brother, Brian Whitner. Brian, how are you doing this evening? You do realize you're going to hell, right? <laughs> Why? Why am I going to hell? He just spent, like, I don't know how long making fun of that guy. I did not make that uh, that song. Uh-huh. Go on YouTube. Uh, you can't touch diabetes. That's awful. <laughs> it's hilarious, and you know it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, tonight we go into the Wayback Machine and begin our journey, our history of WrestleMania. Yes, by looking at the first five shows from 1985 to 1989, and also we'll later on probably do a preview of the Fastlane show this coming Sunday. Yes. When I return Brian, to are we gonna be, Brian, are we going to do a post-Fastlane show on Sunday? Uh, I do have to work till 11. Uh-huh. 11 so. Uh-huh. So in other words, yes. All right, so probably doing a post-Fastlane show on Sunday. So tune in for that. You know, to go along with our post-Royal Rumble show, our post-TLC show, our post-Survivor Series show. Um, we actually did a post Hell in the Cell show, didn't we? I believe so, yes. We made fun, yes, we made fun of Dean Ambrose and them uh, falling dramatically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll do a post-pay-per-view show on Sunday and be on the fast lane on the road to WrestleMania. Which, by the way, Brian, uh, just as a reminder, which one of us is going to WrestleMania again? You, Emerson. That's right. And I'm re- I'm ready to go, baby. <sighs> and they've already got one match announced for WrestleMania. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's Brock Lesnar versus TBD. 
That Wikipedia. I rely on it. Yes. In, indeed it is. <sighs> so, tonight, Brian, we're talking about uh, the first five years of WrestleMania. Now, I made you... I told you to go back and watch a WrestleMania. Did you do what I said? Sure. Yeah. Actually, I did, like, last week. Last week. I told you to do this yesterday. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did last week. Huh. What the hell was that? I don't know. What, that? Yeah, that. What the hell are you doing? I am opening a thing of thirties to enjoy. This is why I mute you all the time. Hey, there's just, fruit you know, thirties. Just so you know. Um. And uh, so, which WrestleMania did you watch, Brian? Uh, you think you watched three? It was last week, dude. This is why I don't pay you to do this show. This you and I don't make any money off of it. What about that? Oh, God. We need uh, sometimes, sponsors. I swear, Brian. We need I'm gonna, one of these days, pow, right to the moon. Or we don't have um, sponsors? What? I said we need sponsors. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that's that's what we need is sponsors. That, that'll liven up the show, I'm sure. We wouldn't have to obtain the whatever fee you pay every month. Uh, you know, Brian, oh, I went okay. to the doctor. His back was killing me. And you know what the doctor yeah. told me? You have diabetes? No, the doctor told me my back hurt because I've been carrying you around for the past year. Ouch, nice. Yeah. yeah. Have you been waiting to say that? Well, my back really does hurt, so. Okay. Yeah. You're so, mean, yeah, man. Just, I, I know. I'm a, I'm a brave dude, dude. Uh, by the way, did you, watch, um, did you watch SNL 40? I watched bits and pieces of it. as a freaking hysterical. Did you watch the uh, Celebrity Jeopardy episode? I caught the tail. I caught like halfway through. That's where I started it. Well, you need to uh, watch it on uh, YouTube. I just posted it on Facebook with Burt Reynolds and Connery and Justin Bieber and Connery. Uh, shit, other people. Classic time. And uh, oh, and Bill Cosby too. <laughs> so uh, how how does this, how does this what yep so Brian you might be wondering how does this discussion about random celebrities have to do with WrestleMania? Well, what says WrestleMania quite that. like random celebrities? Yes, it does. <laughs> please, please, please speak. Tell us more about it. I will. Um, now, as we get through here. Uh, WrestleMania, it's funny because these days, WrestleMania, of course, be-all, end-all. The show that I'm going to fly across the country to go to. The show that Brian's going to be pissed at me because I went to the show and he didn't go to the show. No, like what happened when we went Miami. Yeah. Well, I'm soaking up the sun and he's shoveling the snow. Uh, in April? In, in, fi- in five weeks. It's the end of March. Uh, yeah, and uh, so either way, uh, back in 1985, it was not a show that you traveled across the country to go see. Um, not even close. It, if you watch that first WrestleMania, which I have, and I'm sure Brian claims that he did, um, it really is just a highly publicized house show with a really big main event. I mean, there. Other, other than that, yeah. The undercard was really just schlock thrown together. That's true. Um, but you know, this was Vince McMahon's gamble, 
and he's famous now for saying he would have gone out of business if it didn't succeed. It he wouldn't have gone out of business. He may have had to take on a partner. He may have had to have somebody invest in the company, but he would not have gone out of business. Um, yeah, the company. Um, the closed circuit locations, a lot of them are doing very poorly until uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, to their credit, went on this giant blitz of media appearances in the last week before the show to the point where you could have no idea what uh, what was happening in the world, but you knew that Hulk Hogan and Mr. T were going to be a tag team at a show called WrestleMania. And that helped you know, obviously a lot, and the show did pretty well. I mean, some of the closed circuit places still, uh, they canceled, but uh, for the most part, they went, they did well. They had, I think, close to uh, like four or 500,000 tickets sold, like through closed circuiting and in Madison Square Garden, made over $4 million for what was otherwise a largely forgettable show. Yeah, pretty much. Brian, tell me two matches that happened at WrestleMania 1. Uh, besides the tag team main event? Yes. All right, we got um, Tito Santana versus the uh, Executioner was the opener. And then the body slam match between Andre and John Studd. Who was the Executioner, Brian? Nightheart? No. No, who was it? Playboy Buddy Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew it. Everyone who's listened to this show now for the past 45 episodes and counting knows when Brian goes, yeah, 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 that means he has no idea what the hell we're talking about, and he just is saying, yeah, 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 because I told him that was the case. No, no, no. Oh, that's nice. See? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't lie. Did Brian lie? I said yes, yes, yes. That was the two matches, though. I'm I'm shocked. Could, could you tell me all nine? Um, no. <laughs> Want to even try? Um, let's see here. Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus Barry Windham and Mike Rutunda, I believe, is the tag title match. That's three. Okay. And then you had the women's match, Randy, Wendy Richter and Bulov, I believe it was. Nope. 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 Uh, Martell? You mean, was Rick Martell in the women's title match? No, no, Sherry Martell. No, it wasn't Sherry. Oh. No. no, she was at WrestleMania 10, too. She took one. She took what was that? The blaze. I nope. think she was at WrestleMania yeah, well, 10. Yes, that girl. Who was it? Okay, that's four. Um, the main event, obviously. Who? What was the main event, Brian? Roddy Piper and, and uh, Paul Warner, Paul Orndorff, versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. That's five. Um, I knew Doink was. I knew Doink wrestled. It was Matt Bourne versus. Do 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 do. Yeah. Who did Matt Bourne face? Yeah. And what? And what um, was the best match in WrestleMania history for one year? I forget who he faced. Matt Bourne. As I'm making rice. Rice, you say? Well, come on, Brian. You got right, four I, to go. Skip, no, no, no. I just skipped that one. I'll get. I'll come back to that one. Um, it was uh, Bundy and Delivery Jones. Was another one. Mm, that's six. And then. Ah, uh, wasn't it Steamboat? Steamboat and Matt Bourne. That's seven. Okay, I have eight. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. 
Okay, I'm good for 17 and a half minutes. Okay. What? What else? You're what good else? for what? 17 and a half minutes. Oh, uh, D- David San Martino versus Spurs, Bruce Cake. And what was the other one I missed? JYD versus Greg Hammer Allen, fine. So where'd you just look that up at? Huh? Where'd you just look that up at? I do have the results of the first four WrestleManias on my computer currently, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, ball. I got the first six, though. I got the first six off the top of my head. Uh, well, um, one of the backstories in WrestleMania 1 was uh, that Mr. T, who in 1985, people believed that he was the toughest man in America. Go figure. Um, no, Andy. He was hard. I wasn't saying. What? No, continue. Anyway, um, he was very aware that his reputation was not exactly his, his his reputation wasn't exactly the truth. He knew he wasn't really the toughest man in the world, and he almost left the arena uh, because he thought that Orndorff or Piper were going to shoot on him and ruin his reputation. And Piper and Hogan. Piper and Hogan had to go into the garage, beg T to get back into the arena to do this match. Mm. Can you imagine what would have happened if Mr. T would have left? That would have sucked. Yes. And so we were talking about random celebrities. Among people for this first show... Uh, we had, of course, Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, Billy Martin was the ring announcer, the Rockettes, Liberace were, you know, the celebrities, and Cindy Lauper's husband, David Wolf, who was a music producer. Uh, yes, he was. Yes. I mean, and like I was that. saying, Rick, Ricky Steamboat and Matt Bourne were, was at one time the greatest match in WrestleMania history, and that lasted for one year. (laughs) Um, We fast forward to what the world is coming to, WrestleMania 2, from three locations, um, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. Each part got an hour live, and then the other two hours are shown on closed circuit. Um, and it's funny because the way the pay-per-view was set up, and don't ask me how the hell they pulled this off, but in each part of the country, it started with your live hour. Like the people in the central time zone, the first hour they saw was Chicago live. New York, the first hour they saw was New York. And Los Angeles, the first hour they saw was the L.A. hour. And, uh... And it just showed it in a loop there. Um, And this show, oh boy, it was horrible. It was poorly lit. They had a whole crap load of D-list celebrities. They had matches that no one one could possibly care about, including Brian and I's favorite favorite match to review, Randy Savage versus George Steele. Um, Dear God, help us. And and they, and they were the second longest match on the New York portion. Um, and it was just a really bad show. And, you know, New York, uh, in Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum, they sold out. Los Angeles came close to selling out. Chicago was a giant disappointment. Um, a half-full house of 9,000 people uh, for the NFL Battle Royal. Go figure. Yes. It's Chicago. Go figure. Yes. Now, I was actually surprised because I was under the impression that, you know, the people who bought tickets didn't have any clue what matches they were getting. Turns out they did. Yeah. Uh, someone, I, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was pointing out that he was at Chicago and they knew ahead of time uh, the crap they were getting, which, you know, I'm shocked knowing what crap he got. They still put 9,000 people in there. 
Um, just each year section, they got um, each section. They got their own main event. They got their own crap load of dealer celebrities, and they got their own undercard of shitty matches. Um, among the matches on this on WrestleMania two, some of the undercard matches: Jake Roberts versus George Wells, Corporal Kirshner versus Nikolai Volkov in a flag match. Fabulous oh, yeah. Moolah versus Fabulous Moolah versus Velvet McIntyre. Uh, the famous match where Velvet McIntyre broke her bra strap um, during the match and won a whopping 85 seconds. And Adrian Adonis versus Uncle Elmer. What was that? I said they had to figure something out. The, the, the strap broke. Of course, they had to end it early. Yeah. Now, instead of having you know, one set of announcers in one central location and basically doing the announcing for the entire show, they had three separate announced teams, which if you think that would be bad in 2015, like just... <laughs> but, but here, here are the announced teams in 1986 at WrestleMania 2. Uh, New York was Vince McMahon and Dick Ebersol's wife, Susan St. James, Chicago was Gorilla Monsoon, Mean Gene Okerlund, and Kathy Lee Crosby. And Hell Los yeah. Angeles, Los Angeles, my personal favorite trio, was Jesse the Body Ventura, Lord Alfred Hayes, and Elvira. They put the butts in the seats. Just the announcers did, yes. Um, Come on. What, what are your thoughts on this show, Brian? Why would they put it in three different places is beyond me. Because Starcade yeah. did two different locations. Daddy Greensboro and oh, Atlanta, yeah. closed circuit, so, yeah. Still, and like you said, I, I thought the entire card from top to bottom kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not the entire... Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a bad match. But honestly, they had um, three good matches. Um, Steamboat versus Hercules Hernandez. I thought it was the best match in the show. They had Terry and Dory Funk versus Junkyard Dog and Tito Santana. And they had the Bulldogs versus the Dream Team. And those were all good matches, but there was a definite jump from those three matches to everything else. Yeah. That's a good thing jump where I forgot even those three matches. <laughs> uh, George Wells, Canadian football player and jobber to Jake Roberts. Uh, the myth was that he threw up when they wrapped a snake around him, but uh, he actually just slipped an antacid in his mouth. But it still led to the disgusting visual of George Wells coughing up on live pay-per-view. That's disgusting. Yes. And Brian, and Brian, we were talking about celebrities in the first show, and we thought some of those were some, or something. Oh, boy, have we got celebrities for WrestleMania 2. <laughs> Dear God, this is a battle royal alone. We got Jimbo uh, well, over. Well, I'm, I'm just going to go through here, going match by match, the celebrities. In the boxing match alone... We had Joe Frazier, Lou Duva, Cab Calloway, Daryl Dawkins, G. Gordon Liddy, Joan Rivers, Herb of Burger King, all involved in that one match. And it was Mr. T versus Roddy Piper in what I will say is probably the worst match in WrestleMania history. And you, 30 you years later. Well, yeah, I, you got, yeah, yeah, and I guess Piper again. Mr. T was afraid that Piper was going to shoot on him, so Piper had to close his fist. They taped up his fist and then put the open boxing glove on over it, so he so he had no grip at all. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, that sucks. 
Chicago, their group, uh, by the way, Ray Charles sang America the Beautiful. And, you know, thank God he was blind because he got to miss this show. Oh, darn. You're definitely going to hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brian. Tell me about how much you love the show. I hated the show. I'm not going to make fun of a blind guy. <laughs> I'm not making fun of the blind guy. I'm saying it was a good thing he was blind. Uh, only you. Yes, only me. No one else is thinking that. Nope. And so, celebrities in Chicago, Ozzy Osbourne, which, okay. And then, let's see here, the uh, Battle Royal football players, Jimbo Cur- Covert, Bill Fralick, Russ Francis, Ernie Holmes, Harvey Martin, Refrigerator Perry, along with referees Dick Buttkiss, and Ed Tall jones Did you say Harvey Martin? Yes. Okay. And the timekeeper, the timekeeper for this match was Claire Peller, the oh. Wendy's Where's the Beef Lady. Ah. Okay. So on the, oh. on the same show, they had Herb from Burger King and Claire Peller from uh, Wendy's. Vince McMahon no, needed to be stopped. No, Ronald McDonald did not make an appearance. Sadly, no. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> the Los Angeles. Oh, by the way, you know who the announce the the ring announcer for most of the Los Angeles portion was? It wasn't Finkel. It was Mean Gene, wasn't it? No, no. It was in Chicago. Fink was in Chicago, oh. or Fink was in New York. Uh, and uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Chet, uh, Chet Kopic was the Chicago ring announcer, and Mean Gene was doing commentary. But uh, Lee Marshall, uh, WCW and AWA fame, was the... Uh, and, of course, he was later Tony the Tiger. This is true. Uh, yes, it was. I, you know, every time... By the way, I want to let you know, when I pause... That means I want you to talk, just you know, just for future reference. Yeah, I got that part. I got that part, Emerson. Thank you. Okay. Uh, sometimes I doubt that uh, you catch on to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I know. Okay. So um, for WrestleMania two in Los Angeles, celebrities included Robert Conrad, who, by the way, uh, he he was on a commercial at the time where he had a battery on his shoulder and dared people to knock it off of his shoulder. Tommy Lasorda and child actor Ricky Schroeder. Who? Exactly. Vince uh, <laughs> Vince overdid it on this show with celebrities. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, who? <laughs> Honestly, you could say who for two of them. Well, more than yeah. two. He was definitely a sort sort in, in Los Angeles of all places. He was sort of celebrities in Los Angeles. Well, the the biggest uh, celebrity got was uh, uh, what's what's his name uh, Lasorda. Yeah. And even then, it's like who. Well, Tommy Lasorda is the manager of the Dodgers. Oh, oh yeah, that guy, the guy, the white hair guy. Okay. Yes. Uh, Brian pays attention to sports. No, I do not. Um, the show was just crap, and yeah, it's horrible. There's nothing. There's not a whole lot you can say about it. It it really was just one really crappy show. It wasn't even like. Like, WrestleMania 1, you can go back now and watch, and it's kind of, you know, kind of fun to watch in a campy way to watch. Like, the first WrestleMania was such, like, a, you know, whatever moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While, like, WrestleMania 2, like, they tried to pull out all the stops, and it was so bloody horrible. That, that, that's putting it nicely, Emerson, I feel. <laughs> That was so bloody horrible. Yeah, that's me nicely. 
And that's sad. Uh, and so that leads, you know, we got two WrestleManias, and you can generously, generously say one of them was good. And that's only if, you know, the campy factor of it being the first one, etc. Uh, if you want to go to say the first one was good, I'll give it to you. But um, really. then we get then we get the highlight of the first nine WrestleManias, WrestleMania yes. thirty. Yes. In front of well, many, uh, seventy-eight thousand people. people. Say it's the best one. Many people say it's the best one. Yep. Um, I think it's kind of funny because we'll go through it, but a lot of those matches really suck too. It's just like. You can't really compare it, I guess, with twenty four or 2015 Eyes, but, you know, that show, if that same show happened today at WrestleMania and you had that one all-time classic but a crap load of crap, no, it would be torn apart. Yeah. That's true, I guess. But Pontiac, Michigan, and, you know, WWE still was Pontiac, Michigan. Yes, and Silverdome, Pontiac, Michigan, with a Jabroni Brenner. And this undoubtedly was the peak of the Hulk Hogan era. And uh, WF was on fire because just two or three weeks before this was the Saturday Night's main event in Detroit that we reviewed. Uh, it was in Detroit three weeks before this WrestleMania. And did 14,000 people. Yeah, And did yeah. 78,000 for WrestleMania. Um, this show was people. sold on one match and one match only. It was Hogan and Andre. Andre turning heel for the first time. I don't want to say in his career, because I'm sure he was a heel in his early days or whatever. But, yeah. you know, for the first time in a long time... Andre's a heel going against this great champion, Hogan. And to be honest, the results of this match, like, was as obvious as the sex being a rock match. Yeah. Like, anyone who knew what the hell they were talking about knew that Hogan was beating Andre and was probably going to slam him in the end. But it was still just, they sold you that. It was just this all-time epic battle between two of the greats, the young up-and-comer, Hogan, versus you know the all-time undefeated for 15 years, Andre the Giant, who finally yeah. get his title. He'd never asked for a title shot and then turned heel because of it. Um, and, of course, Hogan won what was basically, you know, it really was a crappy match. Like, you, you can say what you want, but that match sucked. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, no doubt about it. But, I mean, uh, definitely man, the it... match that stole the show, the best match on the entire show, was Butch Reed versus Coco Beware. Indeed. Uh, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, that was before Slick had his clothes ripped off. And Slick had his clothes ripped off during the match, and... You know, it was just amazing. No, that was the match. No, that was the match. Well, after the match. Well, personally, my pick for best match of the night was, without a doubt, Phil Billy Jim, Little Beaver, and the Haiti Kid versus King Kong Bundy, Lord Littlebrook, and Little Tokyo. You know, I I, I thought you were going to say that, and I I, I completely forgot about that match when I looked over the cards just now. I mean, that match just, it was unbelievable. That was a high Yeah. That was a six and a half star match, co- complete with uh, Bob Uther's commentary. Did not include that in, in it. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. I mean, I I was playing WWE 2K14, the 30 Years of WrestleMania storyline, and I was shocked that it didn't yeah. include this match. I was ter- I was unbelievable. I know. Mhm. But uh, yeah. Um, 78,000, of course, announced and as 93,000 and change. The second biggest audience in WWF history. 
acknowledged as the first. Uh, and then, you know, second match down was actually Roddy Piper's retirement match, which, you know, is laughable now that Roddy yeah. P- was Roddy Piper's retirement. Yeah. Considering uh, uh. he wrestled for, you know, off and on the next, you know, 12, 13 years. Um, and of course, you know, we we can't go through without, of course, talking about the best match of the first nine WrestleManias, pretty much by far, uh, Steamboat versus Savage. Um, I, I know, I, I know, Brian's shocked to hear me talk about this, but it, it it's it's hilarious. Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero when they did their title versus mask match went 13 minutes and people complained and moaned that they needed at least five more minutes to have an all-time classic. And uh, there are some other matches that only got 13, 14 minutes in WrestleMania history. They were like, oh, that's bullshit. Why didn't they get more? Ricky Steamboat and Randy Savage mm-hmm. went 14 minutes and 35 seconds. And for that match on that night was the perfect length. And they had what a lot of people still consider the best match in WrestleMania history. Amen. Yeah. I mean, there, there have been some fantastic matches in later years, and, you know, you can make a case that some of them were better. But to a yeah. lot of people, this match is still the all-time greatest. It's not the greatest, definitely top five. And a majority of wrestling fans' eyes. <laughs> Well, well, what what matches would you put ahead of it? You know, if if you were going to pick matches to go ahead of it, you know, hold I go Brett second. Owen. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep talking. You still there? Hello. Yeah, I had to start my car. Okay. Well, don't tell me to hold on, hold on, hold on when I'm talking, because that makes it sound like you're going to say something. No, I, no, I start a car. <laughs> it is only like negative two degrees here in Central PA. Do you want to discuss snow, Brian? Do you really want to discuss <laughs> snow with me? <laughs> is it up your window yet? No, it's. Uh, I got a car outside my window, so it there's enough not not there anyway. Okay. Well, that's um, good. So anyway, if you had to put matches on the same level or even ahead of uh, Steamboat Savage, what would you put in that uh, stratosphere? See, I don't know. I mean, for me personally, this is probably like the best WrestleMania match. Personally. Okay, but I mean, I mean, I have to put up, I have to put up there, Kane versus Raven versus Big Show, WrestleMania Seven. Um, I'm gonna hang up on you in a minute, just <laughs> letting you know. Well, I have to hang up at like ten, so. <laughs> um, I, I I thought Angle and Benoit from X Seven was pretty good. To be honest with you, not as good as that, but. I don't know. See, that's a tough question. I have to... Well, yeah, you'd put I'd put Brett versus Owen up there for Mania yeah. Ten. You could probably yeah. put Sean and Razor up there, you know. Yeah. For being that first ladder match in Mania history, uh, I would go with the uh, first Undertaker Shawn Michaels match for Mania Twenty Five. Warrior Savage. I would put Warren Savage from. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't put them in that same. In that same, same level. Boat, but well, I, I'm just I'm looking it. right now at just matches in that. In that stratosphere, in that uh, top echelon of matches, that four and three quarter five star match at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Um, I'd actually put. You know, Benoit, Hunter, and uh, Michaels from 20 up there, and the Sean Angle match. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That would be my top five or top six, whatever that turned out to be. Six. Yeah. 
And really, depending on your taste, it can go in any order, those six matches. It's too bad Angle's not with the company anymore because, like, Angle, Sean, we'll get to this in a few weeks, that really should be remembered as the all-time classic that it was. Yeah. But instead, no one, I don't want to say no one remembers it, but it's forgotten. Yeah, definitely forgotten, I would say, yeah. Uh, well, Vince uh, toned down celebrities in this one. Bob Uecker, Mary Hart, Aretha Franklin, and Alice Cooper. And he did a fairly good job. <laughs> yes, uh, none of them were embarrassing. Allegedly, Aretha Franklin was a total bitch, and Gorilla Monsoon ran her down for weeks afterwards on Wrestling Challenge. But that's about it. <laughs> Monsoon? Really? Yeah. Okay, then. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Uh, But then, I don't know what to say about WrestleMania 4. I've watched this show about a hundred times in my life. And I'm a mark for one-night tournaments, and this is like the ultimate one-night tournament at WrestleMania for the title. I love this show for years and years and years. I just watched this show last week again, and I haven't watched it in a year, mind you. I watched it last week, and I was hitting my head off the wall. It It just went on. It was going on forever. And I'm like, I'm not. I was like barely out of the first round, and I wanted to press fast forward and like just go on to something else. That bad. I I don't know. It was, like, it was a marathon to get through. It was 16 matches, which I think going through here quickly. Yeah, it is the most number of matches in WrestleMania history. Um, a couple well, yeah, did four. Tournament alone. What was that? I mean, the tournament alone it, had how many matches? Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, the tournament, if they did the whole thing, the tournament would have been 13, but they uh, got out of two matches because of buys, so they did 11. And then they had the five. Yeah. Other matches. Um, this show is notable for two reasons. One being Hogan being positioned as just another guy on the show, which made yeah. a mistake. And uh, two for WF spoiling their own results. The I didn't do that. Issue of, well, the newest issue of the WF magazine proclaiming Savage as the winner of the tournament went on issue. The week before WrestleMania. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah. Um, and to their credit, no, like Vince McMahon these days, I bet would have freaked out and changed the whole damn show. But to his credit, Vince, you know, stuck with it and you know didn't change a damn thing. He just went ahead and and went with the plan. That's that's Have insane. Dressed- Savage wrestled four times. Uh, I can't say the matches weren't good. The matches were fine. But they, especially the final with DiBiase, was disappointing. Yeah, that could have been much better. Um, Personally, I think the best match on the show, yeah, I'd say the best match on the show was Valentine and Steamboat. That ended up in a draw, right? Uh, no, that's where Valentine won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rick Rude and Jake Roberts yeah, was just a boring 15. Face... Yeah, he went on to face Savage, right? Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the other news of this show was the fact that after Vince screwed the Crockett's with Starcade and then with, their, with the Bunkhouse Stampede by putting on live shows against them, including the first Survivor Series 
and then the free Royal Rumble 88. Uh, this was payback day for Vince when uh, Crockett put the first Clash of the Champions on head-to-head and schooled Vince. Uh, the, How did he school Vince? Well, they went and had the much, much superior show, you know, they had uh, the that was the fl- the famous flare sting, forty uh, five minute draw, which made Sting a star, which is hilarious because we're gonna be talking about Sting in a few minutes. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, I love that it always sounds like you're you're driving with the windows down in that horrible weather. That's my heater. Oh. Well, of course, we're at the show. The first Clash of the Champions, in addition to having that amazing Flair Sting match, also had an awesome Midnight Express Fantastics match that just had amazing heat. I I swear, you need to go back and watch that show, Brian. You said the first Clash of Champions? What? You said the first Clash of Champions? Yes. That show is just amazing to watch. I should. I should force you to watch that for next week. No, you should have to. You won't force me. I'll I'll probably watch it tonight when I when I get done watching my movie. I watch it. Well, just just ignore the fact that they had judges to decide the winner of the main event in case of a time limit draw, and the judges determined that the match was a draw. Ignore that Uh, part, and everything is great. You should have told me that. Now I won't ignore it. <laughs> <sighs> so WrestleMania four. Any thoughts on that show, Brian? Um, I like the concept of the one huge, uh, the one tournament, one night tournament thing. I think though they should have done like a couple of like the uh, first round. They should have done it like at house shows or something like that. I don't think they should have had the entire tournament one night. But and then the battle royal wasn't all that bad, but yeah, it was a battle royal. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> but overall, it wasn't that bad. Well, speaking of marathon WrestleManias, WrestleMania Five. What was with Vincent doing these fourteen match shows? I have no idea. It's Vincent. Uh, WrestleMania Five. Um, the culmination of the year-long Randy Savage uh, Hulk Hogan rivalry. It, it, the mega powers exploded in the most bought show in WWF history. For um, it held the record up until the Tyson WrestleMania. Okay, fourteen. Yeah. What? I said 14. That was the Tyson wrestling. 14. Yep. yep. Tyson was 14. And this ma- and this show uh, just was stunningly bad with the undercard. Uh, some of the matches included uh, Hercules versus King Haku, uh, Dino oh, yeah. Bravo versus the most boring man in wrestling, Dino Bravo versus... The second most boring man in wrestling, Ron Garvin. Uh, Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts versus Andre the Giant with John Studd as the referee. Jim Duggan versus Bad News Brown. And the Red Rooster versus Bobby Heenan. It was the showcase of the Immortals, Brian. (laughs) And also Demolition versus the Powers of Pain and Mr. Fuji. Yes, it was a handicap match for tag titles, I think, wasn't it? Yep, three on two. Twin Towers versus the Rockers. It's nicer now to go back and say that because it was Shawn Michaels' first WrestleMania that it must have been great. That match sucked. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Bushwhackers and Rougeau brothers sucked. I don't Uh, even be on that. Rainbusters versus Strike Force was probably 
the best or second best match of the show. And, you know, it was mostly a handicap match because Martel walked out. Yeah. Yeah. They did the... they did the Piper's Pit with Morton Danny Jr. and Brother Love that just went forever. That was boring as hell. Exactly. And then Morton Downey died. See what happens? Yeah. We feel oh, like talking boy, about death I... on the show, right? He died when? Morton Downey Jr., yeah, he died. When? Many years ago. Oh, I thought it was just recently. Oh, okay. So your thoughts on WrestleMania 5? Tell, tell you about WrestleMania 5? You only told me to watch 3, damn it. So you have no thoughts on WrestleMania 5, ever? Ah, it was, like you said, too long of a card. But, I mean, overall, it was, I mean, I don't know which one was worse, this or 4. I mean, Hogan Savage was eh. I think Rude and Warrior probably took the took the card, but I don't know. No. What do I know? Honestly, honestly uh, Savage and Hogan was probably still the best match, and I thought it was. It, it's romanticized better than it was. Yeah. I mean, that was that. Uh, <laughs> Don't die on us, Brian. It's only like negative four outside. I love how the temperature keeps going down every time you mention it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and the other thing about this, uh, four and five were the only two WrestleManias to ever be held in the same place in back-to-back years. That was your cue to say, yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, I, I squeeze Brian's head and he talks. That's how it works, folks. Um, <laughs> and also, and also, this was the last head-to-head battle uh, with Crockett. Or not Crockett because they sold to Turner at this point, but uh, WCW and WWF where they put on a free Clash of the Champions with the legendary Flair Steamboat 60-minute match. Yeah, that was a classic. Yes, the two or three falls match in New Orleans in the Superdome in front of 2,000 people. (laughs) Yes, in the Superdome. And you know the story about why... Yep. Well, you know the story of why they uh, were able to do that show, right? No, that's why. No, see, that's what you're here for. You're here for the story. Uh, What are you here for exactly, other than to sit on the phone and listen to me talk? I'm a core relief once in a while. Oh, God. Well, give some comedy while I uh, do something here. And, And also, the journey from my house to work. I, I can lead the our loyal listeners to journey to my work. I feel like I should have a thing on WB Network. Journey to work. The Brian Winter story. How about it? What do you think? Huh? Yeah, if we have a million... If we get a million subscribers, I will let you uh, do that. <laughs> How about a hundred? No, a million. 150? No. No fair. So anyway, the story with WrestleMania 5 being that uh, after WrestleMania 4, the cable companies uh, told Vince and Turner no more of this head-to-head crap because we're the ones losing money on this shit. Um, so fast forward. What did he say? said, yeah, I, I agree. Okay. So fast forward to January or February, Vince McMahon got tired of the split between him and the cable companies where 
he get 40%, the cable company get 40%, and the middleman being in demand or whomever would get the other 20%, and Vince would get pissed that he'd foot all the bills and only get 40% of the income. Makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Vince decided, you know what, let me cut out the middle person being in demand, or whatever they were called at the time, request TV, viewer's choice, whatever, and deal directly with the cable companies and, you know, negotiate a 50-50 split or even better for him. And what he didn't count on was the cable companies basically laughing in his face. (laughs) And and so the cable companies in demand then went to WCW and asked them to run a show on WrestleMania Sunday on pay-per-view that none of the cable companies were going to we're going to do WrestleMania, and they were just going to hold that WCW show on pay-per-view on April 2nd as a way to stick it to Vince. Uh. Well, that lasted a week. <laughs> uh, Vince, Vince smartened up uh, and uh, decided to do the uh, 60-40 split the way it had always been done. And uh, then that's when the cable company sheepishly went back to Turner and said, you know what, no, you're not doing a pay-per-view, but we won't mind if, you know, because we promised you could do it, we don't mind if you do a uh, live TBS show. And so that's how that came to be. All right, dear brother, I will have to leave you for like 10 minutes, and I will be, I will call right back. Great. I'm at work. I gotta go. All right, so that was Brian. He's gonna leave for about five minutes, and uh, so yeah, WrestleMania five. That completes that. So I want to go over because I've been keeping track of what I've been thinking have been the best matches in WrestleMania history up to what we watch. And so with five WrestleManias in the book, I want to go down my top ten matches as it stands right now. Um, in the number ten slot. The main event of WrestleMania 4, Ted DiBiase versus Randy Savage. Uh, number nine being the aforementioned Strike Force Brainbusters glorified handicap match from WrestleMania 5. Number eight, Hogan and Mr. T versus Piper and Orndorff from WrestleMania 1. Uh, number seven being Demolition versus Strike Force from WrestleMania 4, uh, which I thought, you know, was a very, very good match. Um, just, you know, is on a crap show. Number six, Funks versus Tito Santana and Junkyard Dog. Um, I still think it was the third best match on that show. Um, on otherwise, you know, it's us. We run down WrestleMania 2, but they have three matches in the top ten, and I don't think any other show does as well. No, everyone, everyone else is four except for, or everyone else is two except for number one, which is one. Um, Number five, Hogan and Savage from WrestleMania 5. Yeah, it's a little overrated, but, you know, it's still better than a lot of the other crap they had. Uh, Number four, Hart Foundation and Danny Davis versus British Bulldogs and Tito Santana from WrestleMania 3. You can say it's overrated, but what other matches are you going to put ahead of it? Uh, Number three, Dream Team versus British Bulldogs from WrestleMania 2. Number two, Rick Steamboat versus Hercules Hernandez from WrestleMania 2. And, of course, Savage Steamboat from WrestleMania 3 is the number one match and probably the number one match for a very long time. Um, bottom of the list, I was going to say the bottom three. Uh, uh, there's 63 matches, by the way, in the first five WrestleManias. The bottom three, King Kong Bundy versus S.D. Jones, Jake Roberts versus Andre the Giant, and in last place, Roddy Piper versus Mr. T. And so that's that. WrestleMania, at this point, they'd reached their absolute peak um, and had nowhere to go but down from here. And we'll, of course, get into that next week. Now, uh, I'm not going to be doing a This Week in Wrestling History over the next few weeks because all we're basically doing at this point our uh, history segment, so I'm just not going to bother doing it this week in history. Um, and so that's that. 
Like I said, Brian and I are going to be back on Sunday with uh, the Fast Lane show, so please, of course, tune in for that. And now I'm basically just killing time. Uh, let me play something here. Let's play this. No, Chris Jericho is not a sucker, but I can assure you he is upset. It is I, Goldie Claus. Have you been a good boy this year? Yes. Better yet, (laughs) would you like to touch my sack? What the hell are you talking about, man? I have a present for you. Present? A very special one. The world! Tag team time. Hey, you can't be playing around, man. <laughs> what yours is it? See here. Okay. It. Oh, that looks good too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, man. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you. I'm gonna forget about that, man. For the past few months, we done went through a lot of stuff. But this right here, I made it all worth it, dog. Right here. <laughs> Me and Goldie. Now Action. I have seen it all. What is this, Raw or an after-school special? Look, I just want to tell you guys, don't get too comfortable holding those World Tag Team titles. Because next week on Raw, myself and Jericho are exercising that rematch clause, and we're taking them back. Well, you're not. Yeah, we are. And tonight, the good news is, I'm going to beat you, and Jericho is going to beat you. <gasps> Look, man, you better raise your poke ass up. You got time for this mess. I'm out of here, I don't even know what that means. Christian, I know that you have been a naughty boy this year. I haven't. Yes, you have. But I brought you a gift, too. What are you talking about, man? Don't you like gifts? There you go. Oh, yeah. That's real funny. Real hilarious. New and improved ass cream? With... 35% more ass! That's not funny, man! I told you Jericho uses this stuff, not me! I don't use any ass cream! See it, ladies and gentlemen! See it? Ooh, boy! A glorious day! Ladies and gentlemen, the WWF belt is in the hands of the rightful owner. I've owned this belt since 1978. And they procured it from me in 1983. But in 1984, it returned to me. And I rule... I rule the world! You amoral people have a man that you can look up to you! You children have a man that you can idolize! Mr. Bob! I'm not gonna be fallacious with you people! I'm not gonna be mendacious with you! And Tony, what have you done? What have you done? I fought with the bureaucracy involved in the WWF for too long. I signed for the hitman. I know him. I studied him. And Tony, you put this giant man in there, this man with no credentials. I'm a NCAA champion. He can't get in the same ring with me. You're a big, voluminous man, Diesel. But I'm fighting something bigger than you. My heart and my pride and my dignity. You can't defeat me. I'm walking into that ring 
the WWF champion. And I'm walking out the champion with my head way up in the air. Because I'm going to, I'm going to put morality back into everybody's life. Hi again, everybody. You know, this, this thing is really getting kind of serious now. I haven't been able to locate Vanna White, and I, I was supposed to. Uh, hi, Andre. Don't hey, my good buddy. Vanna, you get me. You get the giant, the only professional wrestler who's still undefeated. And Hulk Hogan, I'm proud to be it because now Ted DiBiase is on his way up. That's why you paid me for to keep you out of the tournament, Hogan. And you are. And I know one thing, and that's why the people go to know too, and that's why they go to remember you are the ex-champion, Hogan. <laughs> well, there you, there you have it. I still haven't found. Yes, the ex-champion. Don't worry about Vanna White. Now, Hulk Hogan, Ultimania is over. <laughs> okay. Hey, how about getting your, how about getting your foot off my shoulder? All right. So yeah, I'm tired of waiting for Brian. Plus, I'm tired of have to wake up at 6:30 tomorrow morning. So we're gonna finish things now. Uh, you want to preview for Fast Lane? Stuff's gonna happen. We're all bitch about it that it's the worst show ever. We'll actually talk about it this Sunday night at about 11 p.m. And that's going to pretty much be it. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday night with uh, the History of WrestleMania Part 2. Uh, with WrestleMania 6 through 10, we will... Uh, that's about it. We're going to wrap things up here. Um, and, yeah. So, until next week, ladies and gentlemen... I am Emerson. That was Brian. So long. Bienvenido. Arrivederci.